when a feeling comes to you, just stare it or just like be open to it. Like let it be there. Like you don't have to react to every thought. You don't have to analyze where everything is coming from. There is so much power in just like welcoming those emotions in, whether it's during the day or at nighttime, because that's how you rebuild. She always says like your brain doesn't work by you telling it things. Your brain works by you showing it things. So you have to show yourself that it's safe to feel the emotions and show yourself that it's safe to lie in bed at nighttime. As you do that, your body starts to like switch into more of like regulated state. And that's when you will like, sleep just comes. It's not even a question. It just eventually comes. What a change has been so profound that I look full at the problem in the face. Like, okay, insomnia, do your worst. I'm not running from you. I'm not going to be scared. It's just sometimes it's just so simple. Like the truth, the truth has to be simple. Otherwise, it's not the truth. I was so trapped in my head before. When I say my whole life changed, like my whole life changed. I'm Coach Daniel, and this is a Sleep Coach School. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another really special Talking Insomnia episode. We have Ines with us. Welcome. Hello. Very happy to be here. So glad you're here. And did I say it correctly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone kind of has their own speed on it, but I think you did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that said, just uh, you know, just briefly for the audience here, uh, I like to share how this episode came about. Well, you were a client in bedtime and you worked with Michelle, had a couple of sessions with her, but that was a while back. And then you just actually commented on a post on Instagram saying, hey, I'd like to be a guest. And I was so glad that you you know, decided to do that because, you know, bring so much hope and inspiration. So that's the story behind it. But with that said, how did you start having trouble sleeping? Yeah. So I have watched many of these interviews in my time. I have lent very heavily on the content that you provide for free. So I was like, it's only right for me to give back to the community because seriously, some of the interviews have saved me. I would say that I am like the perfect candidate for what you describe for someone that would struggle with sleep. I'm a very type A personality. I come from a family who is all very like big on like just getting things done and working hard. And we're not a very like chill and relaxed family. Like we're a very active go-getting kind of family, if that makes sense. And so I would say like trouble sleeping, it's kind of always hard to pinpoint where it started from. But even I'm like 29, almost 30 now. And I would say like all throughout kind of my 20s, I always kind of struggled with it a little bit, but never enough to like make me feel super worried. Or I was never like really thinking about it during the day or anything like that. And I was often the kind of person that would sleep a lot better if I had a partner with me. I know that even when I was really young, me and my sister used to have the same bedroom and I used to like sneak into her bed at night just to like sleep with her because I loved having that company. And then I had to move into my own room when I was like nine and I continued to sneak into her bed until I was like 15 because I just hated sleeping alone. So there's a little bit of childhood history with there, which I feel like then flowed onto with me feeling like I could only ever sleep if I was with a partner. And I think that kind of belief was a little seed of doubt that started to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Then I moved in with my partner and I was kind of like, cool, I'm going to have great sleep forever. Like not was just like not really stressing about it, but I was like, yeah, this is going to be amazing. Then I stopped being able to sleep with my partner. And then I started to really freak out because I'm lying there and she's asleep and I'm just like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Having no idea about any, like this is before I found anything to do with the sleep coach school. And I just, that like really tipped me over the edge. That was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Cause it was like this thing that I felt like could, was within my control. And then all of a sudden I stopped being able to sleep and but just so we have an idea, like how old were you or when, how many years ago yeah. was this? So this was not last year, but the year before, I think. So 2020, 
what does that make it one? One twenty one. So uh, yes, two years or so. Yeah. Or maybe last year. I actually can't remember. It's either a year ago. No, actually it was last year. So, and that's when I started to like really, really freak out. And then I think I just like searched all through YouTube and whatever. I actually went to the doctor and it was like the worst experience of my life. I was like, I'm not sleeping. And she was like, have you tried deep breathing? Like, have you tried yoga? And I was like, yes, obviously. I was like, I've done all of these things. Very typical to what you always talk about how like I had exhausted all options like I was taking magnesium I was trying not to be on my phone at night I was wearing blue light glasses I was like trying to read like just trying like every single thing that you could possibly try I was trying and like sometimes I would take like melatonin I was pretty scared of sleeping pills so I never really used them except for like maybe once or twice like I don't know and then I think I was like there was like one particular weekend where I went away And I was with my partner and I didn't sleep the whole weekend. And I was like so angry at myself because I was like, everyone else was talking about how relaxing the weekend was and how fun it was. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so stressed and so anxious and so tired, like so tired, but wired at the same time. And that kind of led to me being like, okay, I've been to the doctor. I'm trying all of these things, but it's, if anything, I'm, I'm feeling worse. I'm feeling more anxious and I'm feeling more stressed and more like helpless, I guess. So then I, I started trawling through Reddit because I was like, there's got to be something else. Like there's got to be something else that can help me that isn't like maybe more of the conventional path. So then I found someone on the sleep, like insomnia thread, I don't know, recommended your YouTube channel. And so then I started going on the YouTube channel and I just felt this real sense of like, this is exactly what I needed. Like I, I was like, I can't believe I haven't seen this before because I'd searched on YouTube before about how to like sleep and stuff like that. And it was always the same thing of like, here's a good bedtime routine and here's what you have to do. And I, I would drive myself crazy trying to do all these things. So then from that, I think I signed up to bedtime like straight away. Cause I was just like, I'm all in. I just want to like figure this out. That was really, really helpful because every single day you're kind of like drip fed just enough information, but not too much. Cause I think my tendency would be to like read it all and try to learn as much as possible and try to like speed up the process. But as we know with insomnia, that doesn't really work. And I would say like, I've started to feel better with my sleep and I started to like sleep more consistently, whatever. But then we were actually working together in bedtime at this time. So you might remember Daniel. Then my partner went away for three weeks and I was obviously really nervous about it. And this is where things like really, really went downhill for me because I yeah, she went away for three weeks and I like just didn't sleep for the whole three weeks. I was like fully freaking out, having panic attacks every single day. I didn't have like enough of the information or I didn't have enough like, I don't know, life experience or however to describe it to like manage those thoughts at nighttime. So I would just get completely panicked and overwhelmed. And I probably didn't sleep for like, I mean, I think I slept maybe like, I probably had like one or two nights a week where I did just like completely conk out out of like pure luck or, or whatever. And I I was like, I think I was doing the bedtime at the time, but for some reason I just like found it really hard when I was so stressed to like connect with that. So then during the time, I that's when I started working with Michelle. And like, that was really, really helpful considering that I already had this baseline of knowledge with bedtime that I think I did for like a month or two months or something like that. And then I started working with Michelle and it still took like obviously a good while because I basically had to learn how to manage those thoughts and to not let them like override me. And I would say like towards the end of that three weeks, I was starting to get a lot more calm, but I would say that that three weeks was like pretty traumatizing for me. And that was about, I want to say May last year. And ever since then, I have just been like continuously kind of 
investigating my thoughts and trying to really observe what's coming up for me, learning how to manage those thoughts without like reacting to them. Like for me, I feel like I, again, I've come from a family that's very like about action taking and about like doing things, right? Like I was born in Switzerland. And so it's this very energy of like, just get it done. And so I feel like for me, it was like, I had to completely flip that kind of narrative on its head and just be like, actually, you don't have to do anything. And when that comes so naturally to you, it's like, yeah, it was really, really hard because it wasn't something I could think myself through. It was something that I really had to experience. And like what Michelle taught me a lot was like, how to just feel those feelings of anxiety and fear and panic and not let them like hijack you. And truly, I don't think I ever felt an emotion before that time. Like I just was so used to hearing the emotion in my brain and like reacting to it. And so what would happen is at night, I'd be like, oh my God, am I going to fall asleep? Or like, I would start to fall asleep and I'd be like, oh, here it comes. And then I'd wake myself up again. And then I'd be like, what's going to happen tomorrow if you don't sleep? Or like, you know, I would get really in these cycles of thinking like, oh my God, if you never sleep again. And it felt like there was like no end to it, which was also really hard for me because I'm a recovering control freak, I guess you could say. Yeah, that was about in May last year. And as I said, since then, I have been like really just working on not just my sleep in general, but how I manage my anxiety and my panic in general. My partner came back and which was really nice because I immediately just like relaxed around her and was able to sleep again. And I've definitely had some like road bumps along the way. But I would say now how I feel about my sleep is like, I don't know, I'm not worried about it really at all. And I'm like, now I can sleep alone and it's not stressful for me. So yeah, I don't know. There's lots of different ways and stories that I can tell, but I'll leave it up to you, Daniel, to lead the way. Wow. Yeah, no, thanks so much. You shared it in such a nice way, uh, you know, gave us a real summary of the journey here and several questions. And I want to actually kind of go back to back to where it started. It sounded like even from childhood, you had a little bit of maybe that a little bit, you know, type A temperament, a little bit anxious temperament. You Mm -hmm. like to sleep next to one, somebody else. But it sounded like sleep was never really a struggle until you moved in with your partner. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. So I would say that like, I definitely struggled sometimes with sleep. Like I definitely sometimes would. And for me, it's mainly been falling asleep. Like at first, like I, I never, once I fell asleep and sometimes that could take me hours, I would never really wake up again. And that was, that's something that I have found throughout my life. So like, even when I first started. So yeah, I would say that I um always struggled with it a little bit, but never to the point where it was like causing me anxiety. So like, for example, if I had like a an early start, I might get like anxious about waking up early and then I would struggle to sleep. Or like if I had something on my mind or I don't know, if I had watched a scary movie and that kind of stuff, I would be freaking out about it. But normally I would just like wake up the next day and just be like, oh, well, that was kind of annoying and just like move on with it. But I would say I sleep better now than I used to for sure. And then, yeah, it was, I think that like combination of like moving in with my partner and feeling like I had this safeguard of like, oh, okay, now I can sleep all the time because I'm, I've got this safety blanket here. And then it's almost like my mind was like, well, you know, what happens if this doesn't work anymore? And then that came true. And I was like, oh shit. So yeah. Yeah. You brought up something that Coach Alina often talks about, which is that when we we say something with kind of confidence, it's almost like we're challenging yourself. It's almost like you say to somebody, well, I can do this much in bench press. Then the person will be like, show me. And then we'd be like, oh, you know, it's it's almost the same thing, but inside us. But just to contextualize for the audience here, when I hear your story, it's sort of like, you know, it's of course very normal that when, you know, we have to get up extra early, we sleep a little less, we we can be a little bit anxious about that, of course. But if somewhere down the long our childhood, let's say, we have had this idea that, oh, not sleeping is kind of like, that's scary. That's not good. Mm. It it may not 
create a struggle there, but it's like the seed is planted. There's yeah. a little bit of fear of not sleeping, right? Yeah. That, and I feel like that's exactly what I had. And it was like, oh, it was always lying dormant and I was always going to have to deal with it. And it just so happened to fully erupt last year. Yeah. Which I wanted to ask you about that. Was it like almost immediately when you were uh, moving with your partner that the sleep struggles uh, surfaced or, or was it a little after? It was probably like we moved in together at the start of December and then probably, yeah, the middle of January, I started to like stop being able to sleep. And like, for me, it's always been this weird thing as well. Like since I've had like the struggle that I've had since I moved in with my partner, it was weird because I didn't used to struggle so much if I had something on the next day, like, which was a really weird thing. For me, I would always put a lot of pressure on myself. Like say, for example, if I had the day off the next day, I was like, I want to be really rested and I should be sleeping. And this is the time to catch up. You know what I mean? And then I would never sleep. So like, it was kind of like on the weekends when we had like, you know, I I kind of like built up this story that like my brain just like didn't want me to like have fun or enjoy myself. And so I often found that like, if I had work the next day, like weirdly, I would sometimes be able to sleep better than on the weekend as well. So yeah, I would say so kind of like January, that's when it started. And then I think after like a month of doing bedtime, I actually improved quite a lot. But then it was a very like, fragile improvement it was a very like surface level kind of improvement because I was using things like oh I'm just gonna like set my alarm and that really helped me initially but obviously you know kind of having that sleep window actually really helped me initially but then I became really attached to it and I was like got to set an alarm every single day I've got to go to sleep at the same time every single day and so I would say for me that was like it was good because it gave me like a little bit of a rest in the sense that I could actually sleep for a couple of weeks but obviously long term it didn't work and so then I had to like manage those thoughts and emotions and find a bit more of a sustainable approach to my sleep. Yeah no absolutely go a little bit deeper the audience has a, a bit of a picture here the first stretch before things got a bit easier using bedtime what was it like was it like uh, mostly a struggle falling asleep did you have completely sleepless nights what were your days like what was life like that first stretch? Before bedtime? Yeah. Yeah. So I would always struggle to fall asleep. And then once I would fall asleep, hello, once I'm in the action, (laughs) once I would fall asleep, I would like pass out. Like I wouldn't remember. It wasn't ever like I would go from like, I would never feel sleepy. I would literally be like awake for hours and then I would like pass out. And then, and I'm sure people that can relate to this feeling who have struggled with insomnia, even if I would fall asleep for like a couple of hours and I'd like sleep, I would still feel like that sense of like panic the next day because I'd be like, oh my God, it took me so long to fall asleep. And so even though I would sleep, I mean, I would sleep like maybe like three or four hours probably, I would still like wake up feeling really, really like just, I don't know, like a bit sick and anxious basically, even though I'd slept. But mainly like I'd never had like a fully, fully sleepless night, but majority of the time I was like lying in bed, freaking myself out anyway. So it was like, maybe I'd get two or three hours of sleep a night. And then I just like wake up the next day and like immediately feel panicked. Like there wasn't, as soon as I woke up, it would be like, oh my God, I had a bad sleep. And is this going to happen again tonight? And how am I going to get through the day? And like, in the real like peak of it, which is kind of in the second stage, it's like every like hour you're like, oh my God, like how am I going to get through this again? Because it's like, I can't. The shitty thing about insomnia is that it's like, you don't get a break from it. Whereas like my sister has a fear of flying, right? And so when she's not flying, it's fine. I mean, obviously sometimes when she thinks about it, it's like scary, but she doesn't have to fly or she can avoid flying, which is also not the healthiest thing. And I've now learned to like, in a way, be grateful for that for insomnia because I'm like, well, I face this fear and now I'm over it. Whereas I know that some people have phobias that last for their whole lives, but it's really, really, really exhausting at the time because it's all you can think about. And it's just like this constant loop over and over again. So 
yeah, that early phase was kind of just like me and not really knowing either. Like I was still very much stuck in that thing of like, oh, I shouldn't be looking at my phone. And I'm like, was trying to do a lot of kind of rituals and like taking like all this stuff to try and like calm myself down. I'd get very stressed if I like took my like if, if I like didn't have the right kind of sleepy tea or like I would kind of think oh if I have a bath like that will make me want to sleep more or you know my, my all my family was telling me all this kind of stuff as well so that was kind of like what that first stretch was before bedtime yeah yeah no, thanks for sharing that and then let's go to that second stretch when things were really intense how, how I want to ask you about like were you still able to like work how how were your days like were you able to still get things done or yeah I mean I honestly don't know how I did anything at all it's such a blur to me at that time. Luckily, I think this is luckily, but I also think this is a bit of a curse as I've heard you speak about how sometimes we can adjust our lifestyle to like the insomnia, which I think I kind of did because I run my own business. So it's it can be quite flexible for me to do things. I never had to cancel any calls or like anything like that. I wouldn't say I was my most productive, but like, you know, I still made money. I still had clients. I still got good feedback. I still got great results. I still did everything that I needed to do. And if anything, like I wouldn't have said this at the time, but now reflecting on that time, it forced me to like be a lot more detached from my work because I was like, I just didn't have the energy to worry about certain things. Whereas like up until that point, I was very like anxious and stressed about work. Whereas when I was like really struggling in that, like it was like a good like three, four week period when I was really struggling at that time, I was just like, I'm just going to get done what needs to get done. And then I just didn't have the mental capacity to like stress about anything. And so that's something that I've really taken away from that time where I was like, oh, I can still like get stuff done without freaking out about it so much. So that was a really valuable lesson for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. And just repeating that, but for the audience here, like you saw that even when you were not your you know, peak performance, you, you kind of muddled through, but the business was kind of like doing okay, which can yeah. teach you that, oh, I don't have to be like, you know, completely laser focused, super worried about this for it to do well, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that was like a really valuable lesson because like for someone that is a type A personality and runs their own business, that was a lesson that's so valuable for me. And so now I can actually put that energy that I was putting into stressing about things to like either relaxing or making new offers or doing something more productive with it. Whether the, And for me now, resting is productive, you know, or like actually doing something helpful or valuable or whatever. So, yeah. Very, very nice. And I want to ask you this. If you, I know this is hard because you had, I think, you know, several conversations with Michelle, but if you would maybe pick one or two things that you learned from her that you felt like this was really, really helpful to me, what comes mm -hmm. to mind? The first thing that comes to mind immediately is Michelle, like I was like, I just told her that I was feeling anxious all the time and I didn't know how to deal with it essentially. And like, this sounds so simple, but it was so helpful for me. And she was like, let's just practice feeling the anxiety because I have this feeling and I know so many people will relate to this, that if I felt the anxiety, it was just going to like overtake me and I was just going to go crazy. And like, I, I didn't, I was real, like I was terrified of feeling the emotion and just like kind of letting go to it. So she was like, let's just practice on the call together, like really feeling. And that's why I'm putting my hand on my chest because she was like, okay, where can you feel the anxiety? And I would be like, oh, it's in my chest or it's in my throat. And she would just be like, allow it to be there. And like, really just like show yourself that it's safe to feel anxious. And like, you know, it, it wasn't like a, an immediate quick fix. It was something that she was like, do this every time that anxiety starts to really bubble up and become quite overwhelming eventually over time, like I would say over like a couple of weeks, that anxiety, when it would come up, I wouldn't feel scared of it anymore because I had taught myself that it was okay to feel anxious and that there was nothing to kind of 
fight against or resist or or I didn't have to do anything either. And it was a real practice of like getting out of my head and into my body, which like is a really hard thing for someone that is quite like logical and quite like used to like being like getting things done. But like the most logical, like, yeah, thing to do is to just like feel your emotions. And now, like when I do feel anxious about anything, I've got that skill of being able to actually feel it. Whereas I was really, really, really stuck in intellectualizing all of my emotions, which was basically just like fuel to the insomnia because I'm like trying to always fix everything, always solve everything, always find a reason for everything. And that is just continuing the cycle more and more and more. Whereas if you actually just like feel that feeling and I found it really helpful for me, especially in the early days, because I was so disconnected from how I was feeling to put my hand on where that feeling was and to just like hone in on it, not try to change it, not try to make sense of it, not try to like solve it or do anything about it, just really feel it. And like, it kind of does fade after like, I don't know, 30 seconds. And then you're slowly but surely rebuilding trust within your body of like, oh, this anxiety is not anything to be panicked about or doesn't actually mean anything. It's not actually anything that's really like factual. And you like, it does take time, but it's something like also quite practical that you can actually do of like, oh, okay, I'm feeling this anxiety. I'm just going to actually hone in on in my body and you'll feel it start to like dissipate a little bit. So that was something really, really helpful. And then another thing I would say was that later on in my insomnia journey, I was like, oh my God, I need to do this. Like I need to like kind of challenge myself. I should like go and go away. I should sleep at a different place. I should do X, Y, Z. And Michelle was like, that can be really helpful if that's what you want to do, but also don't make sure that you're not like doing things from a place of like fear. Like if I don't do this, if I don't challenge myself, I'm going to have insomnia because that's also kind of, you know, insomnia is just like full of these like paradoxes. And so that kind of gave me, which I needed the permission to be like, oh, this journey will unfold and you will get better, but you also don't have to do anything. And that's something I've really found. Like I was quite worried about like, oh, I should go away because that was a fear for me. And I was like, you've got to conquer all of your fears. And Michelle was like, just let it unfold and see what happens. And if you really want to do it, then do it. But like, don't force yourself into it just to see if you can sleep essentially. And so since then, I have been on many trips and I went to a trip to the Sundays here in like Queensland in, in Australia. And we went for like four days. The first day we got there, I slept fine. The second day we got there, I like freaked out a little bit and I actually just watched and I didn't really sleep because, you know, the whole feeling of like, oh my God, I'm on holidays. I should be sleeping well, whatever. And then I actually just watched one of your videos and it was something along the lines of like, I remember it was something to do with like, it doesn't matter. Like, cause at that time I was like, oh my God, you know, I've already been doing this for a couple of months. I should be better. And I'm on holidays and all these expectations I had of myself. And I watched your video that was like, there's really no timeline to this. Like it really doesn't matter how long it's going to take or like, it was actually one, I think on like exposure therapy where you were talking about how like people try to do exposure therapy for like fighters or whatever. I don't know. And I, I just watched that and it was really calming for me. And I was just like, you know what? It doesn't matter if it, if I'm not sleeping amazingly here, I'm just going to focus on the fact that it's like really cool to be away. And it doesn't matter that it's been already six months, which like honestly is not that long of a time, but I'm used to like making things happen really quickly. So I was like, I should be better by now. And so just being able to be like, it's okay that it took a while. And the rest of the trip was great. Like, you know, I I slept, but it wasn't really like the main focus of the trip. And I just focused on like the fact that I would be having fun regardless, because how can you not have fun when you're like jet skiing and going snorkeling and whatever like it didn't really matter how tired I was because I was going to do what I wanted to do anyway and like that's kind of been a mantra that I've continued to build more belief in as I kind of continue to challenge myself but in ways that feel kind of like gentle because that's the other thing I would say 
with insomnia is like, I used to think that I was quite good at self-care. Like I meditated quite often or I would like, I don't know, take myself out to breakfast or journal or read books or whatever. But like the level of self-compassion that I built up for my, because of my insomnia is like so much more than anything that I'd ever had before. Like just, you know, if I'd had a bad night of sleep, I would just like be so gentle to myself the next day in a way that I never had before. And I was just like, instead of like forcing myself to buy dinner or to cook dinner, I'd be like, just buy it, make it easier for yourself. And that that kind of stuff was like stuff that I really didn't do before. I was always quite like rigid on being like, no, you should do it this way or like, you've bought this food. So therefore like, it's a silly example, but like I I wasn't very flexible with myself. Everything kind of had like specific rules and structures. So a bit off topic there, but I think I covered a few helpful things. No, that was exactly what I was thinking. Like uh, what you shared about what you learned from Michelle and this topic of self compassion is quite amazing. So wonderful. And just had many, one more question before, you know, my two kind of standard last questions. And that was, you know, the, the three weeks that were really difficult, you mm. had some calls with Michelle. Did things get easier before your partner came home or not really? It was just when your partner came home that things got easier. Yeah. So I would say that I, let me think. I had a call with Michelle, yeah, in one of the weeks. And actually what did happen because my partner was away, I was like, okay, well then I'm going to go away. And which was something that I was like kind of scared to do. Okay, I'm just going to put him down which was something that I had been like previously scared to do. And I actually flew down to like on a plane and I um, went down to Melbourne and I was so scared when I got there. Like I had already not slept all week. I'd had a really bad sleep the night before. So I was like not in a good place at all. And I I arrived there and I remember thinking, oh my God, if I like lose my mind here, I'm like away from all of my family. Like I was just like in a really bad place. But I think because I was like in a different location or I don't know, I was just like, I'm just going to do this because my partner's away and there's nothing else that I can do. Like probably kind of reached a state of like surrender in a weird way. I ended up sleeping well there the whole, I was there for only two nights, but I ended up sleeping really well there, which was like really good. And then I kind of came home and I was like, okay, cool. But at the time I was like still using, like I was like using Netflix. I was like, I've got to watch something to fall asleep. And then I kind of came home and then it wore off after a while. So I was like, I would put something on, I'd be like, cool, yep, I'm ready to sleep. And then it like wouldn't work. And then after a while, like it worked for like a week. So it was kind of like this up and down period where like I was constantly still looking for like, well, this is the thing that's going to make it easier, you know, and it would work maybe for like a couple of days. And then after a couple of days, it would stop working, but it would almost make my fear worse because I'd be like, oh no, I've lost it again. Or I've like, I've lost how to sleep again. I've lost the thing that makes it easier again. So there was like some time where I was like, okay. But I would say right up, like the kind of the last kind of couple of days before my partner came home, I had a really good session with Michelle. And I was like, I'm just going to make this day where I'm feeling really tired, like uh, the best day ever for me. And for me, like one of the best things that I now, if I like have had a really busy day or I'm stressed or whatever, is I always go to a sauna if I can, because there's just something about sitting in a really hot sauna that you literally cannot think. And so that's what you need when your brain is just going a million miles an hour. And when you are that, like I go and sit in the sauna for like 45 minutes and just like fully make myself as hot as possible. It makes you feel pretty weird afterwards. Like you feel a bit like out of it afterwards, which is like such a relief because when you're not sleeping, you feel quite out of it. You feel quite fuzzy all the time. But when you feel out of it because of the sauna, for me, that was like a bit of a relief. You know what I mean? So I would say like, and so I went to the sauna that day and I showed myself that I could still work and I kind of just like whatever. And, you know, funnily enough, like not to say that because of the sauna or because of the session with Michelle or anything like that, 
I remember the last night before my partner came away, I had the best sleep ever. I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, you know what I mean? Even though like the weeks leading up to that, I was just like having like out of body experiences, like panic attack. Like I was just fully freaking out. I just had no idea like how I was ever going to get through it. And it took me quite a while to recover from that because that was last May. And even like, you know, then I kind of like came back to normalcy, I guess a little bit. But I kept having road bumps every, is that what we call them? Speed bumps? Speed bumps. Yeah. Speed bumps. yeah, yeah. Every now and again. And I would always freak out when I would have them because I'd go through like a patch of having some really good sleep. And then I would start to freak out and I'd be like, I don't know what's changed. I don't know what's happening with me. And so then at that point, what I would do is just like get back into listening to some of your podcasts or I'd watch a YouTube video or I did book in a few extra sessions with Michelle. And then eventually... You know, I would say I did have a speed bump, like, when was it? A few months ago. And that was, I, I just like felt like that was like kind of going to be my last one ever because I had this like moment of realization of like, every time you have a speed bump, you're trying to figure out what's wrong, what's changed. Because that did serve me to an extent earlier on in my journey where I was like, okay, how can I change my response to this? Or how can I be more okay with this? How can I meet this with more peace? But I would say now I'm not even trying to do that. I'm not like reacting to these emotions or thoughts anymore. Like if I'm lying in bed and I'm tossing and turning a bit, I'm just like, yeah, babe, that's normal. Like, don't worry. Like, I'm just kind of like lying there. It doesn't really even evoke any kind of fear anymore. And like, for me, I feel like I was in a constant state of like fear and like worried thoughts for like two years almost. So like to be here now, it's taken time. And it got easier, like it got a, it's gotten a lot, a lot easier. But now I would say I don't even resonate with like having that fear necessarily. So yeah, and if those thoughts come up, I'm just like, oh, that's just some of the old thoughts. Like I don't even really, it doesn't, I don't identify with it anymore probably. Absolutely. No, it's so well said. And I was curious if kind of all started with this idea that, oh, I just need my somebody next to me, then I'll sleep really mm-hmm. well. Well, you did get to experience that night when you slept by yourself, you slept fine. It's just nice to have experienced that. And you said something before that I think, you know, so helpful to point out, which was like you said that when Michelle taught you, like when you feel anxious, you feel like the, you, do, you do this, you allow yourself to feel it. And, and you mentioned at some point during this talk that you were like, now if I feel anxious, it doesn't really scare me anymore. Yeah. And when we think about that, what, what are we saying then? We're like, anxiety doesn't scare me. We're essentially saying that fear, which anxiety is a type of fear, right? We're essentially saying we're not no longer scared of being scared. Yeah. Fear of fear. Like it's, it's really so often about that. And and when we're no longer, it sounds so, it can sound difficult or tricky for people, but I want to emphasize that when we're not scared of being scared, then we may still be scared, but it doesn't become a cycle because we're like, I'm scared and it's okay to be scared. When we're scared of yes. being scared, then then it escalates, right? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And like, I, I found it really hard to like wrap my head around that because the thoughts that you're having about not sleeping feels so legitimate. Like you're like, yeah, but if I don't sleep, I am going to feel like shit. And that is true, but it also doesn't have to be something that's scary, like, cause it's actually not. And you, you like, you will sleep eventually and you always do. And you've made it this far. So you'll always figure out a way to make it work. And like, yeah, I think it's just like the repetition. And that's why I'm so grateful that there's so much content that you provide because you just need to hear it over and over and over again from many different people's voices, many different perspectives. Like I just listened to so many interviews. I remember I listened to, is it Sonia? Her? Yeah, Sonia, yeah. yeah. When I was like in the thick of it, I was like, oh my God, am I going to die? Like I felt just so overwhelmed. And I remember listening to her interview and I was just like, okay, someone else has probably experienced it even worse than me. So 
And she's describing all of the same things as me. So therefore, if someone can describe exactly the same things as me, then it must mean that I don't have something that's like way worse or more broken than anyone else. And I took comfort in that. And so it's just like, like for me, you can't like really listen to enough. Like it was just so beneficial for me to have like lots of repetition. And I think naturally you just get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm okay with this now. And I can like manage it on my own. But like for me, yeah, it's, it's definitely taken like since early last year. So it's almost been two years now to get to a place where I feel better than ever about sleep and like you know obviously now my partner does live at home but we've had many nights apart and I just like it's just so crazy to me that I used to get like so stressed about it or that I used to like cling on to her to give me something that she was never giving me before like I I understand why and I can see it from my childhood like you know I was even asking my parents like did you sleep with me when I was younger like what where did this come from this like need but now it's just like you know, when you sleep, you're by yourself anyway. So it's just kind of like you just lie there and you go to sleep and it's like they're there or they're not there, whatever. But I know I know a lot of people like sleep better with their partners as well. Like I think that's yeah, that's really to an extent. But like you, like for me, it was like a neat. It was like if I don't have her there, it's something bad's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it feels really nice to be self-resourceful and to like trust your body. Yeah, so nice. And you just mentioned something in passing that you actually would say that sleep is easier now than actually it was even when you were young yeah absolutely without a doubt because I would often like sleep still felt like quite an elusive thing like as I was saying like I would often get like worried about waking up early or if I was having enough sleep or yeah if I if I was like tossing and turning at night sometimes I'd get a bit worried about it whereas now I just like don't get worried about it I don't I don't even like really I just like don't indulge in any thoughts that are like worried about sleep at all so even if I have to get up early or you know, even recently, like this has been a good test for my insomnia it, to see how I feel about it because we've got a puppy, right? And they like can wake you up during the night and that can be really disturbing. And like I used to get really like flustered if I couldn't get my like right sleep or if something woke me up, I'd feel really stressed about like getting back to sleep or how I was going to feel the next morning. But like now it's just like, oh, the dog wakes me up and then I just go back to sleep. Like it's just like a non-issue for me. Like I don't feel like sleep is something that I'm trying to like hatch and it's always slipping through my fingers it's like it's just something that's always within me so just lie there and you know even for me like I, I will say that like I doing things at nighttime was not something that ever really worked for me like I mentioned that I did like watch some Netflix you know in bed and it was nice to like just completely relinquish all of those rules that we have around what you should do before bed and watching tv and like being on your phone whatever but for me like at nighttime if I can't sleep it just like really really helps me to like visualize something that I really enjoy doing whether it's like you know sometimes I would like visualize going shopping with my best friend on a Saturday morning and just like pretend that we're like doing something fun or like I always um watch these like travel YouTube of like people going not at nighttime like during the day of people like flying in first class or traveling in these really beautiful trains and so sometimes I would like visualize myself like going to sleep in the train as it's like rocking and like just kind of creating those nice scenarios in my head because my brain was just so used to like habitually being like, oh my God, what if this happens and blah, blah, blah. And you're stressing about this. And, you know, so now like if I'm worried about sleep or if I'm worried about something with work, I'm just like, worry about it tomorrow. Let's just imagine you're flying first class to somewhere. And like that in itself has made the experience of like being in bed really nice. And I can use my clearly overactive imagination towards something that feels enjoyable and to kind of like not make me feel so like 
stressed at night because I yeah I didn't really enjoy like kind of getting up and doing something I found that put like almost more pressure on myself because I'd like get up and like try to read a book and then I'd be like okay now I'll go back to bed whereas if I just like lie there and just like try to think about something nice not from a place where I'm like okay this is going to help me to fall asleep obviously but from a place of like oh this is going to make this experience more enjoyable and that's what suited me if any of those scenarios sound enjoyable to anyone listening take take it and run with it Sounds wonderful. Absolutely. And you, you, you've already shared so nicely about how like you've learned from this in many ways that has helped, you know, beyond sleep. Uh, so I just had one last question for you, which is if you could, you know, travel back in time and, and, you know, say something to yourself when, when this all began, let's say when you started really struggling with sleep, what would you, what would you pick? I think about this often because I've listened to a lot of your interviews and like, I've been talking to my partner about it because I just don't know if there's anything that I could have said to myself that would have helped because I just think that I, in a in a very strange way, I feel like I needed to get to a point where I was so mentally overwhelmed and panicked before I would listen to the advice because I just didn't find it useful or I thought it wasn't useful to like learn how to manage your emotions. I thought that I was doing that by analyzing them, whereas I actually needed to learn how to feel them and how to diffuse them and how to just like sit with them and not react to them and I just knowing my personality I just don't think there's anything I could have said at the time but the, I guess the advice I would say is like just when a feeling comes to you just stare it or just like be open to it like let it be there like you don't have to react to every thought you don't have to analyze where everything is coming from and there is so much power in like I know it sounds so woo-woo but there is so much power in just like welcoming those emotions in, whether it's during the day or at nighttime, because that's how you rebuild. Like I remember Alina always says, because I had a session with Alina, Coach Alina as well. She always says like your brain doesn't work by you telling it things. Your brain works by you showing it things. So you have to show yourself that it's safe to feel the emotions and show yourself that it's safe to lie in bed at nighttime. And as you do that, your body starts to like switch into more of like regulated state. And that's when you will like, sleep just comes. It's not even a question. It just eventually comes. So yeah, I hope that's helpful. No, no, very, very helpful. You've shared so much insight today. And oh, I just really want to say thanks so much for staying in touch. Thanks for helping out with uh, you know, sharing all your wisdom and be in touch again. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. That was all for today. I hope you found this episode really eye-opening. And if you're looking for something more tangible, then head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com, and you'll find several coaching options where our teachings can be contextualized for you personally. If you decide to join, we look forward to seeing you on the other side.